work stop. How are you all doing? Welcome back to 30 something Inverging. I've missed you all so much. Oh my god, it has been two and a half going on. Th this week will make three weeks that we have not put anything out, but Anthony is about to actually go to the site and post three of the um, po the past podcast on Facebook for you guys to go ahead and have something to listen to today. So he's going to post three of his favorite ones or ones that he feels like hasn't been listened to enough like you all need to get out and listen to. He's going to share those with us on Facebook, three of them. And then on next Friday, on Juneteenth, you're going to get this particular podcast. Uh, and this podcast today is called Lead or Be Led. Uh, Today, we are going to be delving into what it means to vote, the importance of voting, thinking about Juneteenth. Um, as you can see my shirt, if you can't see my shirt, it says free-ish. Uh, that's what it says. And if we think about all the things that have transpired in the country um, over the last past two and a half, three weeks or so, even a little bit longer because I believe Breonna Taylor has been dead. Um, God rest her soul for about two months now. So like thinking about these particular things that have happened uh, and the things that seem to be consistently happening, we need to understand like our power in voting, like what the actual branches of power afford us and how we can actually utilize those. And today we're gonna have a Mississippian who is a higher education strategist and an attorney join us to talk about that. And his name is Steven Richardson. We're gonna call Steve now and uh, we're gonna start our discussion. If after you listen to this particular podcast, you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or you would like to know more about different things that are going on within your community, please reach out to myself. Um, you can reach out to me on 30 Something Inversion, the uh, Facebook page, the YouTube channel, or <coughs> you can get on to www.akilamiles.com forward slash contact and check me out and give me like information there about questions or concerns or anything that you have. So we are giving our um, co-host for the night a call, Mr. Steven Richardson. mistaken steve i don't know if that was his aunt or his grandmother that stayed behind my god sister in johnstown but um he is from the area hello hello hey steven how are you i'm wonderful how are you i'm doing well doing well sorry about that um I don't know if it was my end or what, but we're excited to have you on 30-something and Virgin. I was just letting the audience know that you are a Mississippian, and I told them I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't remember if you had a grandmother or if that was your aunt that stayed behind Marquita Perry. I don't know if you remember. It was like a white house in Jonestown. I don't know if that was your family or if that was just Allison Youngblood's family. Can't remember. <laughs> but <laughs> I was telling them that you are a Mississippian. Uh, yes, I am. Born and raised, happy, happy and proud Mississippian. Yes, definitely still um, with my roots. And I do actually um, visit as much as possible when we get back home. Uh, and I also, every time I 
uh, relocate somewhere, I take that uh, Mississippi cuisine uh, with me. So, you know, I do cook uh with with the southern style so yes i see the <laughs> meals all the time uh, when i told marquita that um you were going to be on the show she was asking me she was like does he post because she she doesn't do social media so she was like is he on facebook i was like yeah i said girl you should see him exercising and the food that he cooks the cuisines are always uh they look so tasty and look amazing and healthy too <laughs> yeah absolutely the exercise must go with that food Yes, because you be eating good. It's not like you be like, I'm, I'm going to stay away from the pork or whatever. Like, you be like, I'm this, this what I like. No. <laughs> no, it motivates me, trust me, to keep exercising. That, that's some very caloric food. <laughs> yes, sir. So I told the uh, told my guests, we call them vergers. I told them that um, you were a higher education strategist and an attorney. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, could you elaborate more on what in higher culture? I said higher culture. What a higher education strategist is, and like the work that you do within the communities that you were in. Yeah. So um, currently, as a higher education strategist, what I'm I'm hired to do is basically lead strategic planning. Um, and that's currently what I do, strategic planning for the university. But of course, this strategic planning transcends the uh, lines of higher education. Because, you know, if, if you don't have a plan, you really are planning for sale. You should definitely, as in within the businesses and all, you of course need a business plan. So planning should be a part of anyone's um, business or operation or organization uh, as such. And so what I do is using oh, okay. my that, background. That's awesome. I'm yeah, yeah. So uh, what I do that is, is using my background. Uh, trying to make sure I turn my mic back on right now, right? Because uh, I'm drinking water and <laughs> you can hear everything <laughs> in this mic. So that is that is totally awesome. I didn't know. I So when I was reading your information, when I was reading your bio, and I saw mm-hmm. that, I was like, oh, my God. So I thought he was. I don't know why I thought you were an attorney and uh still just an attorney in jackson i didn't know that you had moved away uh so that's yeah i actually was in yeah i actually was in um um in austin i lived in texas um um that has now been a little over a year ago year year or two ago and so um definitely you know i'm not one to be tied to one place when an opportunity calls i go for it because of my range my background ranging my background ranging uh, as i mentioned in my bio ranging from um, performance to news to marketing brand building public relations and law yes and right. so i usually uh merge those um those offerings and, and, and present to, you know, whether it's a nonprofit, um, like now, um, for instance, it's higher education, um, or like I was, of course, uh, doing a lot of trial work okay. uh, for a couple of years. And so it just ranges and it just, whatever the opportunity is, I present those, um, those offerings. Okay, awesome. That is totally awesome. So you're able to take every piece of your education and utilize it in some way, shape, or form within the higher education realm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Because when I was in Texas, I was actually um, leading marketing, public relations, and Title IX. Title IX, of course, as you know, deals with um, any uh, sexual harassment claims in the higher education setting, you know, any type of um, sexual misconduct, um, any type of, um, you know, things that, that deal with, um, um, you know, 
unequal uh, unequal treatment. You know, a lot of those things that come up when it uh, in the higher education realm from students to employees. And so I basically held two heads. I had two heads uh, in operating in that setting in Texas, and again, in higher education, where I had to take on those claims and, and investigate those and process those for the for university there, um, as well as uh, then uh, building the brand of the university through uh, marketing and public relations. Yeah. Oh, wow, that is totally Busy, awesome. busy. Yes, it's, and I was just going to say like this, totally awesome, but it sounds like it can be extremely tedious, but if that, when you love what you do, there is nothing that is tedious about it or, or taxing you. Right, you, you've said a mouthful. Yes, yes, <laughs> it's the love. It's the passion. Passion has to drive it, yeah. So, um, we are friends on Facebook, and what drew me to wanting to get you on was... Um, uh, the recent things that have been happening within the black community has been happening for years and years but um, I think that what the year 2020 is calling us to do is to be leaders in all ways shapes yeah. and forms and um, I like the fact that on your your platform on your Facebook platform even before um, George Floyd um, may he rest in peace before um, his murder you had been talking about uh Vice President Biden, you had been talking about like different things that were happening within uh, the political realm. And to be honest, I would go and look, I was like, I'm gonna go look on Steve's page because I know if it was something that I didn't quite understand, I could go to your page and you would either have posted something or made a post about it and I could get a better understanding from it. So I told my queen, I was like, I'm gonna reach out and I'm gonna see if he would be on the show because I, after all this stuff had happened, I started thinking yeah. about the, the black and brown babies that I taught. started thinking about my nieces, my nephews, my father, my <laughs> my uncles, and just thinking about, like, what if that happened them? And um, I've always been an advocate for voting. And I've, I've had friends that tell me, you know, like, voting, does it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't do anything. And I was like, no, you not doing anything does not do anything. That's what doesn't do anything. And I was like. I want to do a voter registration drive. And when I do the drive, I want to be able to have a podcast that I can say, hey, go listen to this and educate yourself. So that you and I told her, I was like, I think that having him come on and help me better explain like what it means, because I, I've seen you constantly say something like, take back the house, flip the house. I was like, people don't understand. Like they might know the branches of power, but they don't really understand the branches of power and like what people mean when they're like, we need to take back the house. Like everybody's like, well, Obama didn't do shit for black Americans. I'm like, well, if you had to gotten out and vote and voted, you would have been able to put more democratic people in, in the positions where he could have pushed different bills through. But he did build a whole lot of, with the help of uh, Vice President Biden and the other democratic, uh, candidate, uh, democratic representatives in office, help to build bridges of certain levels of bipartisanism but uh, our current president is so divisive that there is no way for anything to be pretty um to be bipartisan so i wanted to like just get with you and speak with you and maybe just pick your brain on a couple of things and like maybe help you get me to explain it to the public what is why why is right now in this time why is our vote so important I would pretty much rephrase that question, if 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 I may, would uh -huh. say why 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 not this time? Why hasn't it been 
been important before now. Because, yes, what you're seeing in mainstream media, you can throw social media in there. It seems like now, out of all time, this time is bigger than ever. And arguably so it is. But every election, and you may see me post a lot about every election, every voter, every election. Because once our ancestors, um, you know, shed blood, sweat, tears, literally, to get to gain the right to vote. If we just step back and, and, and read history as a people, um, and some of our, um, um, you know, grandparents and all who remain uh, here, they can tell you the struggles that they had in their uh, youthful years of getting access to voting and, and still, you know, not having an easy uh, time to even um, exercise that right once it was granted to them until much, much later years, there were still some voter suppression and, and um, disenfranchisement going on uh, long after they received that right to vote. And, and I want to believe, I'll always want to believe that just making that as a reality that our ancestors, our foreparents fought, just the image of that bled just the image of them crying. You know, if they cry about anything right now and you love your, you, you know, your, um, um, wh- whatever that, that, that name, that name that you have for your grandmother or, or your grandfather you love so much and sometimes more than your parents, whatever that fond name you have, you know, call that name. And when you say, if someone call you and, it, and, and tell you that that person is crying or is in pain, it immediately strikes you as a younger person, as a, as a granddaughter or the grandson. I have to get to them now. I have to because they just play such an important role in your life. Okay, now move that person into them and how they and was in pain just to vote. And now in 2020, we are taking, still taking, this is after after decades or let's just say years, you know, for the younger who are maybe 18, 19, just years after years of just taking the vote for granted you now suddenly are hearing the more cries and louder cries that you need to vote. Well, there should not have been, again, if your big mama or whoever, again, that passionate name you call that person, if they shed tears and was in pain for this same right back then, that should be reason enough now because they're going to still go vote. And because of that same passion they had, they remember back then. They remember what they went through. That's why I like to believe that if we just say that, that should drive drive us to the pole. But that's not enough now. Because what we're finding is, this is a microwave society. You hear it a lot. We like fast, fast, instant, instant, let's go. 
But again, back then, Amen. the pain, the blood, sweat, and tears, it took them forever to get to voting. And now we have lines. Again, you can find many, uh, much proof about why those lines are forming. You know, those are different, different tactics. You know, closing poll booths. You know, um, uh, just, just, you know, saying that you, I can't find your name, but you know you're registered. And all those things that delay people from voting now. And it quickly deters people, makes them turn around. And so you see these images and you hear about these stories and people, again, social media is powerful, powerful. And so people will post this on there. So it makes them turn around and they say, hey, I don't want to waste my time. So when the younger generation hears this, why would I go out there and waste my time and stand in the line? And guess what? My person may not win. So I feel like my vote didn't matter. Well, guess what? Back then, again, Big Mama, when she voted, she only prayed that her person would win. But she knew one thing for sure. She exercised her right. She did the right thing. And that's what it comes down to today. It's the difference between right thing, the right and wrong thing. Voting is not wrong. There cannot be anyone who tells me or anyone else can be convinced that voting is wrong. So voting is right. Start there. Okay? Now, am I going to do the right thing? Let's start there. If I do the right thing, no matter what, I can rest assured that I did my part. I did my best. And most times, and, and if we think about it, if in numbers, you know, numbers are powerful. In numbers, if a number of us, if huge numbers of us as a people would do the right thing, just deck, stop right there. Just do the right thing. Just vote. Every election, again, this is not a right we always had. Again, Big Mama and all those other ones went through pain, blood, sweat, tears. Again, if we just do the right thing, everything else will work its way, uh, work, work out uh, when it comes to after we vote. Because if everybody go out, then most likely the candidate that everyone chooses as a people most likely will win because there'll be some other of other persuasions who will vote for that same candidate. But we don't trust the system because the system is showing us that that we you know that they're they're wanting to suppress the vote. They're wanting to, to create lines. But no one I'll start a hashtag now. Don't let nobody turn you around. Hey, that's the that's that's a lyric. You know, that's a part of, of one of those um, civil rights, you know, um, um, songs that had a lot of meaning. I mean, it's true. They, that's what they sung. They knew, they knew they were going to stand there. They're going to stand their ground and, you know, was going to be unmovable, bringing up biblical turn, unmovable, uh, steadfast. They were going to stand there until I exercise my rights. The vote has to be something sincerely, sincerely believed that it's the right thing and we need to start there and then leave the rest to the count that's where where we need to go and so if we can convince our you know siblings our cousins and whoever just to do the right thing based on history again it was the right thing to do then eventually you will see 
if not the first time, because just like I think Snoop Dogg mentioned the other day, that, hey, this, I'm going to vote for the first time. Well, great for you. That's sad for you as well. Mm-hmm. That you, After all these years, it's now, you know, I'm going to do it for the first time. So the first time you realize, or the first time you believe it was the right thing to do, but yet your parents, foreparents, let's do your history, it has always been the right thing to do. So again, eventually, well, whoever you pick, you will start seeing who you pick one. And just like with anything, you know, just like with any contest, you know, that you're in, once you, if you have a choice between something that you pick the, you know, pick the cup with the ball under, you win a prize, you always want your choice to win. You always want to win. Win is just, you know, it's natural. It's, it's what we want to do. Win. And so if we start voting in numbers as a people and doing the right thing, we will start seeing that America will take us more seriously when it comes to we as a voting block. Say, hey, just like they did to, uh, just like we did to uh, Biden in, in South Carolina, his, his campaign was doomed. And then suddenly, South Carolina um, or South Carolinians, they were called them, they came out as a black people and lifted his campaign up by voting in numbers. That showed there was a true example of what can happen if the people, the black people, could come out in numbers and do the right thing, you can change an election. It doesn't matter your age. Again, it's the right thing. You start voting at 18 and you go out and do it just out of habit, out of habit. And don't let nobody turn you around, no matter how long it takes. It's the right thing. And you did the best thing. And once you've done that, you just pray and move on that the contest will turn out the way you want to. Yeah, I I, I, I agree with the things that you're saying. And I totally understand like your passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am extremely passionate about voting as well. Like I really want people to come out and vote. But what I find with the with the new age kids and just with um, especially like a lot of older people, like a Snoop, for instance, or I had a student while I was in Mississippi tell me, well, Miss Miles, uh, this is going to be my first election to vote in. And I was like, well, why? And she was like, well, you can't vote until you're 21. And I was like, no, you can vote when you're uh-huh. 18. And uh, I feel that even, even with the passion that w- what you said, my goal with the podcast today is to ensure and inform. Right. I don't mm-hmm. want I don't want people to walk away feeling as if like I want to chastise you. No, I mm-hmm. want to inform you about how powerful your vote is, because the problem even. Right. Even if we do think about our big mamas, even if we do think about uh, like Megger, like today is, the, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, Megger Evers, today is the day that he was assassinated. So like thinking about like a Megger Evers graduated from my school fighting for my life, thinking about all of the African-American males and females that died fighting for these different things. Yes, for, for me and for you and for tons of other people, that may be enough. But some people, they need understanding. They need guidance into like, well, if I do this, how is that going to affect that? Sure, they're supposed to get that understanding within the within the, the classroom, right? Because like in school, you learn about, mm-hmm. you know, uh, this, the electoral college and all these different things, right? But my hope is that today, as we're talking, is that we can inform people about like how, this is how powerful your vote is. So like you utilizing um, South Carolina and how it brought Biden yeah. back up, how it brought him back up. Um, 
I think what now, now that's part two. If I can interject here, that that there's a part two to this, and you bring up a good point about okay, all right, I hear you about the 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 ancestry per se. You know um, about the voting history with that. That's the part one. Okay, I understand it's important. It's the right thing to do. Yes, yes, but. It's, it goes beyond, like you're saying, for the people who are saying for the first time they won't vote or, or why should they vote. It goes beyond me just doing the right thing. I want to make sure that my vote matters. And I gave the example of South Carolina. But what you also have to do, this is part two to that. You have to know what you stand for. What do you believe in? What do you want? What do you need? Just simply asking yourself that question. What do you want? What What is the ideal america what how does what's the best looking america what happens in the best country called america what happens in that country what what would what what could happen that would make you feel the best you ever felt about being an american how does that look what types of things would have to happen then what you do once you determine your values, your beliefs, your things. All right, so thank you all so much. We're just taking a quick second to pause. And I just want to explain to everybody like why this is really, really important to me. Um, at the end of this episode, you are going to hear Stephen say, problem, protest, polls. That is extremely important to me. And that is extremely important to me because we, we recognize the problem. We've been living in this problem for um, 450 some odd years, right? Um, our ancestors lived in, now we're living in, we have children that are gonna live in it, and we are doing the work now within the protest to cause the change that we want. If you look um, at my Facebook page, my Snapchat, my Instagram, you see that my friends and I are doing a voter registration drive in my hometown, Jonestown, Mississippi, on June 27th. We're doing a voter registration drive because we understand that the polls is where it counts it, right? That is where the work is done. Just saying like, you know what, my vote doesn't count, you're being a hindrance to what you need for your children. Think about your son, think about your daughter, think about the things that are happening within society right now and where how black lives are hurting. You have the power, our vote counts. Our vote is the power. These people work for us. We're their constituents. And yes, they have to show us different things like, oh, we can go on Joe Biden's site and see all of the things that he's about. Like, what is his policies? Where is he moving? What is he going? What is he going for? What is it that he's trying to do? That's what we need to do. And that's why we're registering to vote. If you continue to listen on to the end of this and you happen to have a felony and you're like, well, I want to vote, but I have a felony. Keep listening until the end. Steven is going to talk about um, an actual site that you can go to to help get your particular, like let's say you do have a felon, there are certain felonies that can be expunged off of your record, all right? I'm gonna give you one quick place that you can go, right, to help get legal support, to help you get these felonies expunged so that you can register to vote. You can go to http colon forward slash forward slash mvlp.org forward slash clinics forward slash and you're going to see this 
right here pop up on the screen so you'll see this right here just make sure you look at that you can actually type that down click that and when you get on the site peruse it get the information and help yourself like our vote counts our vote means a lot if you're going to be in the Jonestown, Mississippi area, if you're a Cahoma County, and as I said in the podcast, please, please, please come out if you're not registered to vote. If you will be 18 on the day of voting, you can still come out, sign up to vote. Oh, Miss Miles, I'm 17 right now. Akeel, I'm 17. That's cool. I'll be 18 on October 19th. Awesome. Voting isn't until November. So you can go ahead and do your application and then when you go, they'll see, hey, my, my birthday happened XYZ date, I am now 18, I am legal, I'm registered, and you can vote. Please also, if you can, we're in need of volunteers, people to help us make sure that the drive, the voter registration drive is going well and that we're getting as many people signed up and helped as quickly as possible as we can. Please reach out to Tashina Galmore, Misha Miles, Amber Miles, Gregory Neely, or myself if you would like to sign up to be a part of this voter registration drive. And we do need monetary donations. We have to be able to, I want to be able to offer the volunteers lunch, breakfast, and dinner because we will be up there so long. We'll be there from the morning until the nighttime because, you know, people got jobs and we're trying to afford people the opportunity to go ahead and begin to exercise their right to vote, right? So if you can make a monetary, a monetary donation, please go to www.akilamiles.com forward slash contact and you'll hit the button at the bottom. Anthony, does that button say pay or does it just say donate or button donate it says donate click the donate button and you can donate a small monetary donation twenty dollars thirty dollars or if you like hey akila we want to pay for the food as long as you click on that contact page on my website you can say hey akila we want to buy breakfast for the, the volunteers how many volunteers do you have and we'll buy the breakfast i'm fine with that too i also have to get my volunteers shirts made and shirts cost that's like the priciest thing ever uh <laughs> that i have to get made so if you would like to donate to that or you want to buy some Gideon shirts in all sizes maybe 50 you want to get 10 small 10 medium 10 large 10 extra large 10 double XL that would be greatly appreciated for the cause thank y'all so much and remember we saw the problem we're living in it we're protesting it now to make a change and our final big push is getting to those polls and doing what we need to do in order to get those people out of office who are not fighting for us they don't give a damn about us and we got to make sure that they understand that they need to give a damn about what it is that we need how we need and what we want to make sure and ensure that our siblings families and everyone is able to live a life that is equitable and equal to all Thank y'all so much, and let's get back into the episode. Will bring you complete happiness uh, as an American, you know, enjoying all the rights and stuff. What are these rights and things? You then look who at who has stepped up to be a leader, and I always um, consider those individuals who who register to run for office. You know, you know, you can be a leader in many ways. Of course, just by registering, saying, "Hey, I'll go." I mean, I'm, I mean, I can use the biblical term. I'll go. I'll be the one to be the sacrifice. I'll go and represent the people because once these people register to run for office, they're saying, "I want to represent. I want to use my voice on a higher level." Okay, so now you've already been handed a slate, a list of, of people running for this office. 
Okay? You got that. That's the first thing. I don't even know these people somebody might ask. I don't know these people. Why should I go with I don't know this person? Glad you glad you uh, was honest about that. Well, most of these candidates, if not all, they either have uh, a website or they have some type of local forum or debate or something, some way to get to know them. And I would advise that you quickly again this, this 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 computer that we carry around in our pockets or in our hands, you know, all the time, you know, the cell phone, you know, it it has gives you access to a lot of this information as well. So like I said, website at all. I would advise highly recommend this individual, these ones who considering the vote to look at these people um um um, their history, what they're standing for, what they're running on, and see if any of that stuff sounds like that perfect America you want to live in. Seeing if they believe, oh, I like, okay, I want to make sure that, um, that you know, there's more, there's um, um, a higher salary for teachers, because I, I also believe teachers get paid too less to have to deal with my nieces and nephews or whatever. I, I think they do should they they should get paid more. I mean because teachers, you know, they they educate those um, millionaires and billionaires who go on, you know, um, to do great things, open those, uh, become you know, company uh, uh, business owners and all. They may not have finished college, but most likely they finished high school, and so they go they produce these very successful people and so yes i believe that they should have higher salaries well if that's one thing you believe in this candidate believes in that and that other candidate running against does not well that gives you more of a clear option to say oh well i mean at least this person offers one thing it's a comparison at that point at least this person offers one thing i believe in let me see what else do they believe in, in bringing more jobs to, um, like, say, Clarksdale or something? This one here wants to bring more jobs to Clarksdale. They say all of this right here. They have already made contact with FedEx to bring this, that, you know, research their history. They have all their proposals. Like Biden is doing right now, he's continuing to up, up, update his website. Again, more proposals. These are all proposals. And just and, and most people, you will hear them say, too, uh, they're very skeptical about all the politicians they're they not doing anything but making promises because they want to get in office but they never fulfill their promises that's another thing that builds up that mistrust well again that's a third part to, the, to voting but but the second part let's finish this about the second part okay research that's all i'm saying research their background quickly if you don't have time if you don't have time to research their background that's fine that's fine if you know somebody who votes or even somebody who who is uh, that you know who's like always in the know, just ask that person and say, hey, could you find out who these people are that's on this uh, ballot for this upcoming election and get back with me? You can get back with me whenever you can, but then let me know who they are. And then let me see. And then that can then give you more information about those. So you don't have to go through the time. You don't have the time to go to researching and stuff like that. Then let somebody else do it for you. They'll give you the answer. And then at that point, once you know the candidate, 
again, from local people, from, from supervisor, board supervisor, again, like I said, every vote, every election, the mayor, the police, the sheriff, all those people make a difference. And then you know the people, then go vote. So okay, then you know you vote right for the. To what mm-hmm. I want to ask you about is like, far as uh, people thinking about how mm-hmm. their vote counts within small municipalities and then how they branch out so the, the uh one of the goals that i wanted to get into or at least like addressed while we were on the phone mm-hmm. is like thinking about how uh legislation works from the governor uh-huh. to the house the senate uh, senators state representatives aldermen mayors can you um explain some of that for us Okay, so disclaimer: I'm not, I'm not a political scientist. I'm not, uh-huh, not uh-huh. a government trained individual. But definitely, I would go based on my knowledge. Um, but, but here's what usually happens. I'm going to sum it up, to kind of just be general here. What happens is there's, there's a body of government. Okay, whether it's the local or state or federal. Okay, local being your city or town, municipality. Okay, there's a, some type of governing governing body. Okay, those are the ones who, you know, basically they hold meetings, you know, as a body, as elected body, or they may be an appointed board, or they may be elected board. Okay, you can be appointed or elected, and so they, whichever one of those bodies uh, um, is meeting, they will meet and discuss the latest issues of that town, municipality, city, state, or whatever. Okay, those issues are formed based on maybe some issues left over from the last members of that body, you know, who may have been voted out of office or, or you know, who may be continued, they got reelected or reappointed. And so those issues are there on their plate at that time for those leaders to consider. They need to just find a solution to the issues that have come up. Now, those issues could be in the form of different um, um, uh, things that's going on, like the water, like you want to say Flint, Michigan, and the water issues and things like that. You know, anything that can be coming as an issue to the community, it comes through that body. They consider it and they take action on it or no action. Okay? And when they make their decision on all those issues, there's an agenda. You know, in an agenda form, and these are all public meetings unless it's otherwise told to be a closed meeting. But if it's a public, um, um, if it's town, municipality, state funded, federal funded, it should be a public open meeting by law. And so if it's uh, a discussion of some legal matter or something, most likely those will be closed meetings, but they're going to executive session, you will call. Okay, so then at that point, then the citizens leave. But I encourage everyone you know, to go to those meetings if you just for five or ten minutes or whatever. They have a public comment section, uh, sec, uh, section of the of the agenda. And you can go in there and you can give them another issue that's not even on the agenda. You can give them another issue right there on the spot. And what they're going to say, we'll take it under advice. We cannot take action right now because it wasn't a part of the agenda. And the agenda has to be sent out to the community, all the citizens, in a, a certain amount of days in advance. So that everyone can be informed, it's a it's it's a, a notice requirement by law, and so everyone's informed what was what would be discussed. And so, so when you show up to give your comment about some potholes or or some uh, dilapidated building that's in community that's causing a lot of uh, problems, you know you can say that on the mic. That's your opportunity to be heard. Okay, so then they take action. The meeting is over. Okay, now. 
they take minutes. Okay. If you weren't able to make to those meetings, then you can always look at their minutes. Everybody, they have to take minutes. They have to be recorded. Okay. That's another part of the law. Okay. That's your local and all that, what you can do locally. All right. And, and then you would have voted for those individuals locally. Okay. Now, then there are the state elections. They're state. Okay. State, you know, state again can be a multiple, multiple positions. Okay. So just instance, you were talking about legislative body. Okay. So your state representatives or your state senators, those are two different people, state representatives, state senators. Okay. And those senators and the senators and representatives, they have different amount of years of, of terms um, that they serve. Okay, so that again, that only matters if if you're trying to find out when do they come up for re-election. Okay, but otherwise they have a set amount of uh, years as a part of their term. Okay, so in that term, they too take issues, and those again, based on their body, they will be taking state issues for the entire state. Okay, so so what are the issues that have?